Hello and welcome to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined as always by the Stormy Skies. Hello, listeners. Stormy has COVID. <laughs> no, don't say that, Sam. <laughs> I'm fully vaccinated. I this if this is COVID, I'm gonna be pissed, but I'm pretty sure it's just a cold at this point. Or allergies. I don't have allergies. No, I'm not like that kind of person that is just allergic to things. It's like a, some sort of a random ass illness. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get out of here, Sam. How, how school, <laughs> how school going for you without allergies? Um, yeah, so without allergies, school is good. Um, I'm working remotely, obviously, because I have this, this like sick thing, whatever it is, like a virus or a cold or whatever, but otherwise, School is moving right along, Sam. We're actually going to be in week nine next week out of 16. So Good it's like, God. we're almost done, man. I know. <laughs> so how about that shit? Yeah. Kitties so, are fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not alone this week. Oh, God. <laughs> Relatable. Uh, we're joined this week by the strawberry uh, Bo is. Bo is, I believe. Uh, you mean like... library boys yeah library boys yeah um I don't know I don't listen to podcasts so I don't know what they talk about they probably talk about libraries sound and books that sounds really academic what a cool guest yeah so uh, let me go ahead and unmute them David Delara you're looking submissive and breedable today oh hi thank you yes it's all (laughs) of the uh, library boas energy I'm bringing here like I want to be able to recreate the experience wherever I go you know yeah and uh, Tyler looks uh, dominant and <laughs> barren. Oh my goodness. Um, I, uh, I'm not very academic. I don't even read. My brother reads for me. Excellent. He's not submissive <laughs> yeah. and readable. <laughs> I see. So how are you boys doing? Wonderful. Yeah, I'm. I'm also fabulous. Yes. <laughs> what do What do you talk about on library boys? <laughs> on library. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. The podcast is called the Strawberry Boys. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I thought it was Library Boys this whole time, Sam. Uh, I thought we were so going to talk about like academic journals and scholarship. No. What, no. <laughs> no. We're talking about the exact opposite. Oh my like, gosh. I'm not the one. Wow. We liken our podcast to Seinfeld and that it's a podcast about nothing. <laughs> it's it's just us like shooting the shit and just saying like whatever dumb stuff we think of. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we try to make jokes, but we're going to make zero jokes on this podcast. Good. Yeah, just, no jokes. Yeah. Just try it. Try to make a joke. Yeah, we yeah. like a somber environment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like if I make a joke, I'm going to like dematerialize. <laughs> I'm going to turn my video on so you can see my live reaction to, to these jokes that you're not making. <laughs> yeah, the jokes that aren't ever being made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I know David Delara from real life, unlike Stormy, who I've never met before. Um, no, I, I should probably for... turn my camera back off because this is awkward now. <laughs> I don't want you to see my real face. David and I have been friends for a couple of years, but have orbited each other's circles since high school because uh, this is factual yes because my david dated his uh beard back in the day 
We weren't together. <laughs> but I guess like a beard is as good a word for her as anything. I, I mean, wouldn't call her a friend. I mean, David and I have a theory about that, how she actually wanted to be with you, but settled for him. <laughs> you know, the objectively inferior David. No, I'm kidding. Your, yeah. your David is fucking amazing. Yeah, he, he won you in the divorce, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's kind of the same situation with me and Tyler. We've met once in real life. Yeah. What? Big fate. Yeah. Yep. How did you meet? Almost the same. Yeah, we we uh we played game? Among Us together because uh he was dating my bestie for a bit and um he was like oh yeah come play Among Us with us and like as soon as me and Tyler got on the same game we started making like stupid jokes to each other and eventually it blossomed into a beautiful friendship. Uh, Among Us. <laughs> yeah. Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we're here this week to discuss the gayest horror movie ever made with one of the gayest boys I know. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> no, what are you uh, talking about? Are you, I mean, are you gay? <laughs> You're in a closet right now. I am in the closet, technically, yes. So um, <laughs> I think you have to be gay to be in a closet. Okay. <laughs> I had a straight friend who tried to come in my closet the other day and he just disintegrated. So I was about um, to say like straight people can't actually enter a closet. No, yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Why so, do you think dressers are so popular? <laughs> yeah, dressers. <laughs> so this week we're talking about the 1985 supernatural slasher flick Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, it is directed by Jack Shoulder, not by Wes Craven, and written by David Chaskin, who can catch these hands if I ever catch him on the street. Um, it stars Mark Patton, Kim Myers, and Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Oh, and Robert Rustler. Uh, it's the second installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. The film follows Jesse Walsh, a teenager who begins having recurring nightmares about Freddy Krueger after moving into the former home of Nancy Thompson from the first film, which uh, let's get started with talking about Mark Patton as Jesse Walsh, because he is a very sweaty boy. It's too sweaty. Too I liked sweaty. that he was sweaty a lot. <laughs> because, <He's> very sweaty. <laughs> um, it just gave me that, I'm glad that you said the year 1985 because it shows, but also it shows that Wes Craven was not directing as well. Mm -hmm. There's a um, lot that doesn't have that nice Wes Craven yeah. edge to it. I like. Is Wes Craven averse to sweat? Um, I don't know. No, it's just, he directed the first one. He conceptualized the whole franchise. Yeah, it's and, his um, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> He had nothing I to do with the sequel. I see, yes. That makes sense. That's why in Scream, they're allowed to say that the sequels suck in the intro whenever they're on the phone with uh, What's-Her-Face. And she's like, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first was great, but the rest sucked because Wes Craven also directed Scream. Mm -hmm. So it was okay to say the rest sucked because he didn't direct them. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> and I think... Mark uh, Mark Patton did a great job acting straight for the most part. Of course, I'm looking at it from a 2021 perspective where gender and sexuality aren't really a thing anymore. So they've definitely evolved. 
into mm-hmm. something a little more robust than what was present in 1985. Yeah. He wasn't the traditional masculine main character they expected, but like other than maybe a few mannerisms, I wouldn't have been able to write him off as gay right away. <laughs> yeah, the fucking dancing on the bed and like shooting a little popper thing from his crotch is definitely not gay at all. Yeah, no, it's super straight. Super straight. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was doing that in anticipation of his girlfriend arriving. Like it's it was like, very like <laughs> confused. <laughs> it's just normal, uh, lo- it's normal locker room behavior, right? Yeah. And they make sure um, to do it in like a super femme voice. They're like, oh yeah, I'm going to bust. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it was super straight. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I think Jesse and Lisa uh, got pregnant and then he did the right thing by marrying her and then after a confusing trip to Cabo they divorced before their 15th wedding anniversary <laughs> yes let's see who else is notable uh I mean Stormy uh did you notice you're gonna have to edit that shit out <laughs> yes, did you ma'am. notice the scenes in which Robert England was not playing Freddy Krueger yeah. Yeah, it, I think I did. It was definitely the uh, shower sequence because he just did not have any swagger in that scene. And you need a lot of swagger before whipping the gym teacher's ass with a towel. <laughs> Until he just dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sam, did you say that um, Robert England was not in like the introductory scene like the school bus. I, I thought it was the uh, introductory scene he wasn't in but I think he was. I think you're right too. Yeah. But I was like that that's not him because Sam said it wasn't but I was like uh it might be. But yeah I did notice when it wasn't him and that was fucking awkward. Uh, his, I feel like there wasn't enough Freddy in this movie. I didn't but Freddy his- was Jesse. <laughs> Freddy yeah, was the, uh, the gay the trying rub. to come out. Yeah, yeah technically um, a lot of Freddy. Yeah. You've really changed, Freddie. You look different. <laughs> Did you change your hair? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, not enough Freddie for me. How how do we feel about his BFF slash girlfriend? Because like his that girl became his girlfriend in a very abrupt way <laughs> when she like kissed him real quick, <laughs> like that one time. Yeah, I want to okay. write a dissertation on her introduction introductory scene where she rings the doorbell but she's facing away from the door while she's waiting <laughs> from the answer just to have that dramatic flip dude i yeah. think i know why they did that i think it's because she has the same hair as the girl uh heather Camp when she played nancy thompson in the first one and everyone was like oh who's lisa is is it like her so obviously it's not her but like you have that weird like overlap of these two characters are meant to be like the same type of a person mm-hmm. where they're hmm, she's not the final girl but maybe that's why they did that or she just wasn't fucking looking at the door like a clown Who does like, that <laughs> i've never seen someone do that before <laughs> there's a barris to be there <laughs> yeah first you have to go to other people's doors which we don't do anyway and then mm-hmm. when you get there just and now in the um, post-COVID world, you need to be six feet away and do it. Yeah, but now we have these chairs where we be like, 
Oh, hello. I didn't know that yeah. we were on a Zoom call. Hello. <laughs> oh my God. When did you guys get here? <laughs> right. And if you want to be really dramatic, you can add like a flare of blue steel to it. Like you're just like facing away and you're like. I'm just going to go on Zoom calls. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like today's agenda for the meeting is this. A few notes on Robert England returning as Freddie because who else could play Freddie? Apparently a lot of weird homoeroticness between him and Jesse was Robert's idea, according to the documentary Scream Queen, in which Robert admitted he he apparently asked Jess, uh, asked Mark, hey, is it okay if I stick the knife in your mouth and caress your face gently? So. Must have missed the knife in the mouth part. Yeah, important to note, as we move into story and get into the uh, totally not gay subtext that David Chaskin denied for 30 years until it became popular to analyze in academia. 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 Oh. Academia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> library boys are here to tell us it's academia. Yeah, I know. We know how to pronounce things. We're library boys. <laughs> <laughs> library boys, yes. I love that. Um, what else can we talk about the fact that <clears throat> Jesse's father just like hated him for no reason? <laughs> David has something to say. Yeah. Yes. I have something to say about the family. His sister, his sister <laughs> is my favorite character in the movie. You love the sister. <laughs> She's just so like doesn't give a fuck about anything that's going on like she's like is something burning and it's like oh it's just the toaster on fire not a big deal at all literally no fucks given <laughs> on the converse uh her his dad jesse's dad is the worst i could not fucking stand him in this movie like oh oh i guess it's the like in the scene where you know the bird like it starts eating the other bird which is like so wild, such a wild scene and then and then his dad's response to it is like oh yeah it must be the weird bird seed you're feeding him like you don't know fucking anything about birds daryl that is named daryl no i don't know <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, actually, Jesse, you probably did it, didn't you? Because he used dynamite. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, sure he did. Oh, God. I think we yeah, got a standout I... performance from that bird because it also just like bursts into flames. Something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't help but think about uh, the skit from Portlandia, like the, one of the very early skits, the Purple Bird on it when uh at the end when the bird flies in and they're like trying to like kill the bird like that was like the only thing i could think of when i saw that scene yeah that scene was wild and just you're right it just <laughs> totally out of love field and then can we talk about how i feel like in the 80s whenever people thought about like whenever people picture teenagers and they picture teenagers parents they picture like old people <laughs> like, why, why was the mother like an old woman like can we talk about how she was an old woman with like a five-year-old <laughs> that's an excellent question because as we get old closer to 30 mm -hmm. I'm realizing our parents were our age and they had like fucking 12 year olds and <laughs> so maybe part of it is just the denial that <laughs> you can have kids and be in your 30s 
Right. Yeah. I feel like then they're like, oh, you're 14. We need to have a child. So like, God. Let's go. Chop, chop. <laughs> right. When's it coming, Jesse and Lisa? Yeah, Jesse and Lisa. Uh, right after prom, because that's when he finally decides to give it up to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and the cabana. The fucking cabana. I know because she's super rich. She's an in-ground pool that's like clearly heated in a way, and then like a cabana and a big hedge and fences. Like wow, like they're fucking loaded. That house so is crazy. every uh, closeted gay boy's dream. Yeah, I mean, how do you think Jesse felt? <laughs> like to that point, like in that scene when uh, when Lisa starts kissing Jesse, like. At first, it's so awkward. It's so weird. Like the way they're kissing, it's like, yeah, this is a, this is a gay guy kissing a girl. Yeah, like, this poor guy. If there was if there was no moment before that like cemented that Jesse was like not straight. It was that one. <laughs> Excellent point. Yeah, that I would agree with that. Just like, <laughs> yeah, everything oh. about that scene was just very strange. Um, that poor gay kid. I know. And um, do you want to talk about either his friend, like his football friend, or like the coach? <laughs> his totally heterosexual best friend. This The, t- the tan guy. He's like mm-hmm. really tan. Yeah, the Grady? guy he... Yeah, Grady. <laughs> what is his name? The guy he ditches his somewhat pretty girlfriend for to go mm-hmm. leer over half naked <laughs> in bed. <laughs> first of all he like gets into his home somehow (laughs) i'm not sure how he gets into that man's home and he's like what are you doing in my room what are you doing step best friend (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's interesting um i i imagine it was a similar situation to johnny depp in the first movie where he climbs the beautiful rose fence Oh, the trellis. Yeah, the trellis. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. What is, what's that about? Uh, so the first movie was Johnny Depp's uh, big theatrical debut. Mm. He played, um, so in this movie, they refer to, they refer to him in Nancy's diary as this beautiful lean bodied boy, which Nancy, yeah. Nancy was not horny in the first movie. Yeah, she wasn't. So she wouldn't have written. Yeah, she wouldn't have written that because it says like, "This is when I'm weak and I want to go to him." And I'm like, "The fuck? No, she didn't." (laughs) Yes. God. Like the first movie is intense. (laughs) If Jesse had gay energy, Nancy had lesbian energy. Or, or she was just into Freddie, and she didn't want to like say something about it because even in there, she was like, "He's in my bed with me under my covers, and it's Freddy Krueger." And that's the movie where it just like gives you the um, super <clears throat> inappropriate sexual tension between him and the final girl. You know what? That's, a, that's an excellent point I was going to bring up during the story discussion. Oh, sorry, Sam. Can no, we, it's just fine. Get into it? <laughs> it's fine because um, in the documentary, uh, they talk about the homoerotic subtext. And it's like, that's not special to Jesse because Freddie's had like, sexual tension with all of his final girls in the first movie the phone turns into his mouth and he shoves his tongue in her mouth right Uh, yeah that's so funny i forgot about that because the tongue reappears for the second movie Mm -hmm. oh Um, yeah when when him and lisa with with the cabana scene (laughs) just (laughs) while he's showing off 
while he's showing off how much he enjoys boobies. <laughs> can can yeah. we talk about that for a second and how awkward that was where he's like, get these away from me. <laughs> Keep them over here. I'm just like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, clearly you love boobies. <laughs> I never question his sexuality for one second. I don't know Not what you guys are talking about. Well, yeah. the problem is, Sam, now that I knew... When I watched, when I went into watching this and I knew he was gay at the time, that's all I could think about. I couldn't ever think about him as a straight man with Lisa and I'm sorry, but like if, if I didn't know about um, his sexual orientation, maybe I would have just been like, oh yeah, it's just like an awkward teenage relationship. You know, they don't know what they're doing, but now I definitely know that he's just like not a straight man. Yeah. I think I could tell from the beginning that I was like, he's for sure gay. <laughs> well it's because he wakes up every morning with a shrill, shrill scream everybody knows <laughs> i love yeah. his scream though for some reason oh yeah <laughs> that's how i mean i wake up every morning screaming drenched in a cold sweat <laughs> drenched in sweat big sweaty body <laughs> And he, but he drives like a cool car, sort of, because it's like a perpetual like convertible. <laughs> no room. No yeah, I don't think he has a choice. <laughs> What's he call his car? The deadly the dino- dinosaur. Yeah. Oh shit! That's, oh, that's right. right. Yeah. And he he doesn't use a key to start it. No, <laughs> he does some crazy shit where he like presses a hot wire button or some weird shit. <laughs> he was ahead oh, of his yeah. time. Yeah, he really was. Car people saw that and they were like, holy shit, we need a button to press to start these <laughs> yeah. cars. And so all these oh like top God. of the line models now, they got they got that car press button. That's where Dude, it started. Yeah. Oh, that's so cr- that's so funny. I didn't even make that connection to like the modern time right now. It's like everyone has a push button start. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. Excellent. <laughs> and that's that's the perfect segue into discussing the story slash writing. Um is. Very weird movie. The story was wild, yeah. Like at points, it was like it was either like any nothing was happening or like too much was happening. Right. <laughs> um, yes. I want to bring up the timeline because the timeline is very confusing for me. Oh yeah, um, let's do that. This allegedly takes place five years after the events of the first movie, which uh, makes me wonder when is the first movie supposed to take place now because that was set, I thought, in 1984. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, but they're saying that everything that happened with Nancy happened five years earlier, and the house has just sat abandoned. Sat abandoned for five years? Yeah. Yeah, 1984, dude. So that was weird. Is there any indication that it's in, like, 1989, or is it just... No, unless they thought cars were all going to be push-buttoned by the year 1989. (laughs) Yeah. They were a little ambitious, I think. Uh, we'll have to watch the original again and see if they like drop a date or something like that. Uh, no, probably not. The The basic premise of the story is simple. Freddie's trying to come back through the body of Jesse because I guess David Chaskin didn't understand the nightmare on Elm Street lore because Freddie can just do anything he wants in this movie, I guess. <laughs> Which really bothered me in the climax, in the pool scene, where no one was asleep, no one was dreaming, yet he was still manipulating everything. 
Like that's not how any of this works. Every scene yeah. was insane and <laughs> did not connect with the scene before or the scene after at all. <laughs> yeah, they're like at the warehouse after that. Like <laughs> they, they just <laughs> they just put a bunch of TikToks together. Yeah. <laughs> So I think the warehouse is technically supposed to be in the dream universe, but we never see how she gets into the dream universe. Like, I think the the science or mythology behind like how dreams work in this universe is similar to Inception, where if you fall asleep with someone in the same room, you can share a dream and like fight Freddy together. And I think that's the logic it uses in the next movie, which Wes Craven came back to direct, at least. I can't remember if he wrote Dream Warriors. But he he did direct it. And so that more so establishes like lucid dreaming and how lucid dreaming can be used to fight off Freddy. But here, Freddy's just a ghost. He's just a straight up ghost apparition poltergeist. Dreaming has very little meaning in this. Yes, you are yeah. right. <laughs> Especially since, like, there was, like, a point they made of, like, oh, my God, Jesse's not sleeping. Like, he's not, you know, he's, you would yes. think if he was not sleeping, then how would Freddie be able to, like, access him? But then they have, like, the scene where he's, like, about to kill his sister with, like, the glove over her. But it's, yeah. like, he's definitely awake, I think. Yeah, especially whenever he's with his football friend in his house and he's sleeping, but then he sort of wakes himself up and he's like, it's happening again. And they're both awake when, when this occurs. And I, that's what, that was my interpretation. And I was like, I don't think they're both asleep or even if one is the other's awake. So it was really, <clears throat> there was no cohesiveness to like the lore. Are you supposed to be awake? Are you supposed to be asleep? Like, what is it? So you're right, Sam. I'm trying to look up the writer of three. So, so three is called Dream Warriors, you said? Yeah. Yeah. And it's that is an insane name. I love that. Uh, this movie is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you know the yeah. band uh Dokken? No, I've never heard of them. Uh they did a song for the movie. And I think it's historically the first movie to release with a music video following the cr- after credits. Wow, so that's interesting. It's a good song, good 80s hair metal song. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, love that for them. Sam, it says story by Wes Craven. Would that mean he wrote it? Story by means he developed the story, but not necessarily that he wrote the screenplay. Screen. Oh, so I look at screenplay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Wes Craven. Okay, so I guess uh, (laughs) after Wes Craven saw this one, he was like, (laughs) gotta, gotta. He's like, I gotta fucking, I gotta double down on that shit because (laughs) Dream Wars is fucking insane. It's about teenagers in an insane asylum who've all been plagued by Freddy Krueger and they take pills to stay awake. It's the first time we see um, a hypnosil being used to keep you awake. Yeah, and Heather Lane Canvas back, and Patricia Arquette is starring, so it's like a star-studded cast. Yeah, crazy, fucking crazy movie. Let's talk about the BDSM in this movie. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the (laughs) gym teacher with the Adidas shirt all day. I dream about sports. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All day I dream about six. Like. (laughs) Everybody other than Mark denied the homoerotic subtext in this movie. Mm -hmm. And watching that scene was like, 
how. It's yeah. so gay. <laughs> yeah. It was. And Sam, I remember you telling me that like, that wasn't like something that was like made that it wasn't like a self-aware thing, but then they like mentioned the BDSM club mm-hmm. that like the guy goes to and like all that. And I was like, well, yeah. why are they having this in here? If they are trying to deny that this it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like I see where you're coming from, but like, there's nothing gay about a gay BDSM club. <laughs> The most straight thing ever. The most straight thing ever. Yeah, I've been to many. I should know. I mean, they keep their socks on. It's only gay if you take your socks off. Exactly. That's the number one rule. And do you ever see Freddie take his socks off? No, you don't. (laughs) Not gay. (laughs) Totally not gay. So for years, David Chaskin, the screenwriter of this, denied that there was any homosexual subtext to the movie which means a lot of the blame for that subtext landed on Mark uh, Patton's shoulders. And Mm -hmm. this was all happening in 1985 when AIDS was uh, Mm -hmm. tearing through the gay community. Um, Mm -hmm. So he was getting a lot of hate for it and pretty much he quit acting after this movie. And it wasn't, it was in part due to the backlash he received being an openly gay actor it was also because his partner contracted HIV AIDS um, shortly after. Like every openly gay actor during this time essentially went back into the closet because it was going to ruin their career, including his partner. So they broke up after he did that. And then he got HIV, turned into AIDS and passed away shortly. And Mark decided he wasn't going to go back into the closet he would rather be gay in Mexico than be not himself and an actor in Hollywood especially after how he was treated during this movie and afterwards uh, and that's all discussed in Scream Queen yes mm-hmm. so I think on yeah I think because of the gay panic surrounding this movie David Chaskin denied all the queer subtext in it and then when it became you know in vogue and smart to analyze the queerness of it he's like oh yeah it was always intentional it's like fuck you david chaskin you look like a fucking groundhog fucking yeah. groundhogs yeah he looks like a groundhog <laughs> also look at his photo <clears throat> oh cecil baldwin is in this a huge fan of in Scream Queen, My Nightmare on the Street. And there's a lot of really good discussion in Scream Queen towards the end about the uh, crossroads between LGBTQ and being a horror fan. That's why this has become such a cult classic in that community is a lot of the drag queens they interviewed and non-drag queens were like, yeah, we always like wanted to be in the horror movies, but we wanted to be the final girl. And so when Freddy's Nightmare or Freddy's Revenge came out, there was a male final girl who had those feminine qualities that they could really connect to. Mm-hmm. Certainly, yeah. Like I and the connection between the horror movies and the queer community totally makes sense because, like, a lot of you know being queer at that time was this like political act. It was an act of subversion, and kind of the whole like I feel like a big portion of horror movies is about subversion and like exposing you to these things that you typically find disgusting 
And a lot of uh, big queer names at the time were kind of like utilizing that as part of their, you know, their shtick, like Divine, for example. For those who don't know, Divine is arguably the most famous drag queen of all time. Worked with John Waters a lot in Pink Flamingos and Hairspray. And because of that, the role of Edna Turnblatt in all the stage productions of Hairspray is supposed to play, supposed to be played in drag as an honor to Divine. Nice. Cool. I Fun facts. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Um, to go back to the uh, to that BDSM scene super quick, um, <laughs> yes. the scene afterwards is probably mine and Tyler's favorite scene because of the like the the disconnect between like 1985 slang and like current slang. <laughs> Tyler, do you want to tell I'll tell a little bit more about like what, what you what we mean? Well, it's just like the next. The next morning after uh, the coach gets killed, uh, he pull- Jesse pulls up like to school with his in his car with the car right next to him mm-hmm. that he parks to all the time that has the rainbow. Don't forget that. And then Grady's like, "Hey, dude, coach got wasted." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that totally like that was a huge. Um, <laughs> Once he said, I was like, oh my God, does he mean dead? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I, the other getting drunk also wouldn't be surprising for the gym teacher. Oh, not even like drunk. Like, the first connection that Tyler made was to Grand Theft Auto. Like, when you die in Grand Theft Auto, you get wasted. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought too when you play Grand Theft Auto <laughs> 1. And then it's like wasted when you die. And I was like, oh my God. That's so that the first connection I made was like, he's dead. Dude, Coach got wasted and he responded to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> like, who says that yeah. shit? Like, this loader, loser Grady over here. Coach got wasted <laughs> driving a dirt bike down Mount Chiliad. <laughs> he got spanked to death in the shower. <laughs> what a Not way a to go. <laughs> Coach activated the jetpack <laughs> cheat and flew to the top of the school. <laughs> Yeah, that that is a, that was a funny moment. That was totally out of fucking place. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure in '85 it was like totally normal, but for us, it's like it's only Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, only Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. And that's why I tell writers you got to be careful about how much slang you use in your movies. You never know what it's gonna mean in like a year. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you have those old comic books, like of like Batman and stuff, and they'd say, like, oh, we got ourselves into a real boner, you know? And now (laughs) it's like, because that meant like, you know, a difficult situation or something like that or something inconvenient. Yeah, it means like a mistake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now clearly a boner is like a nice meal that you have at a tapas bar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah, exactly. And no one, no one talks about tapas bars either. So like totally different yeah. eras. So we can't, can't. I know tapas bars so five years ago. <laughs> They're so 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So 2019, get out of here. Let's see. There wasn't like a huge death count in this movie. Even in the final scene or close to final scene yeah. at the pool where it's Lisa and Freddie having mm-hmm. a fist fight and everybody's just watching through the fucking windows <laughs> like mm-hmm. i know right they were I love, they were like I love, I love in that like that in part and then when he's out by the pool he's just like throwing things around and like 
breaking things. <laughs> not <laughs> like how? Yes. Not trying to kill people. He's just like, <laughs> look how aggressive I am. I'm Freddy Krueger. I'm gay. Yeah. No. And then that one kid is like, it's okay. Yes. We're not gonna <laughs> hurt you. Oh, you yeah, he's like. <laughs> oh my god like when he's in the house and he's in her kitchen and he like breaks a plate that's like displayed in the thing i was like what the fuck are you doing he just like goes for breakage and i'm like what are you gonna do freddy krueger in this movie is just an asshole he's not a murderer he's just he's a douche here to get your parents mad at he's you he's a gay douche i know yeah <laughs> yeah he's just a douche He's just here to make drama. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to steal the crown and win uh, prom queen. <laughs> yeah, prom queen. <laughs> pool party yeah. queen. Lisa can't stop me from being pool party queen. <laughs> Lisa tried to not invite me to the pool party. We'll show her. Yeah. We're going to fuck her off. <laughs> First, we're going to start by fucking up all her shit in her kitchen. <laughs> wow, Lisa, look at this nice china. No, I know they destroy all the China shit, dude. Like she's gonna be so grounded. <laughs> Literally so grounded. <laughs> Sorry, so he didn't even scratch up the couch or nothing with his claws. He just smashed them. <laughs> he, just, he just broke their like plates and stuff. It is kind of ironic that he did not use his claws to like fuck things up. Like virtually none of the things that Freddie did were related to his claws like the fucking the beer cans that like had little like piss spray coming out of them and like the hot dog thing <laughs> set on fire but there's no like he didn't you know go up to the hot dogs and was like thaw, 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 and like chop up the hot dogs with his claws yeah like that was so weird too because in the first movie and every other movie if someone dies with like four slash marks in their back it's like oh shit freddy's back oh, it's, it's happening again mm-hmm. Yeah, it's happening again. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like they it's like he forgot about his his glove. And so I feel like they didn't give him any direction on like what to do. They're just like, just like go fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like okay. just mosh. They just mosh, yeah, dude. He's just getting down to a sick breakdown. Dude, fucking animals as leaders is playing. Then right before that scene, we have this big dramatic moment between Lisa and Jesse that you cannot tell me they did not know what the subtext of that scene was where he's like, it's inside of me. I can't fight it. And she's like, but mm-hmm. I can yeah. help you. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if they didn't pull that straight from a gay conversion camp. Yeah. Or the <laughs> fact that like at the end when, you know, Jesse's like, okay. And, he, and like she, everyone mm-hmm. like gets their stuff out and Freddie's gone. Like they don't go in for a kiss or anything. They're just like, we're friends now. Like, like yeah, I no. finally accepted that I'm gay. Like, it's like a whole allegory throughout the whole thing of like, yeah. you know, I have this like urge to be gay and that urge is manifesting as, you know, Freddy Krueger wanting to kill people, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, yeah. like a, a love through line through that. And um, it is. So every time there's like a, like a hetero erotic scene, it's like, oh, here comes Freddy Krueger. Here the queen comes. Right. She's fucking slaying down the runway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly and then him saying kill for me is essentially him saying be yourself yeah he's oh my god <laughs> yeah that's perfect is freddy krueger the ultimate ally yo <laughs> like he's just here to like off all the like homophobic suburbanites and he's here to make sure that you don't lie to yourself about your identity yeah 
or this because because great. he'll just kill, he'll just go to the extreme, which is like if you lied about your identity, I will fucking make you kill somebody until you just accept who you are. Um, exactly. Which is rather extreme. However, it's still it's still the message I think we're being shown mm-hmm. here. Love yeah. that for him. Love that journey for him. Problematic. <laughs> yeah, problematic. A little problematic. Wait, like Sam, can we go back? Can we go back to the part about? the death count is it really just the gym teacher that dies it's the gym teacher his friend garrett or oh oh yeah 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 what's his name brady brady Brady. shining (laughs) like an old man name uh that's it is them because i don't think anybody actually dies at the pool party in the final scene on the bus her best friend is like some pool party huh I don't know, she acted like it was like fun. I was like, dude, everyone got traumatized. Can we not talk about it anymore? Yeah, it's been two days, Cheryl. Like, why are you fucking bringing it up? <laughs> I know, it's been t- Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay, well, yeah, that's an extremely low kill count. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and that's why that's why I say that there wasn't like enough Freddy Krueger going around, like killing people and like fucking shit up. He was just like, doing collateral damage with like people's material items and like that's it (laughs) many crimes be gay do crime any crime yeah like this was honestly my first time i've ever seen a nightmare on elm street movie like i i know like i knew what it was about i know that he like goes into your dreams and like eats your asshole or whatever but like i feel it's kind of interesting that the first like nightmare on elm street movie that i saw was like really freddy light (laughs) and not even like useful with the claws and the thing about like the homoeroticism here is actually, and, and compared to the first movie, the sexuality and the sexual tension is very light as well, in my opinion. Um, because in the first movie, it's extremely clear that he's obsessed with sex, no matter who it is. Yeah. And so I wish that you had watched the first, I hope you go watch the first one, um, maybe sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Because that, that's probably what you'll, you're, you're probably craving now to see which is a, we which is a really good Kruger. point about yeah. the sexuality because Freddy Krueger, they don't even talk about it in this one, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger is a child murderer and it's sometimes molester. alluded to that he may have been a child molester. Yes, and it's, it's I think like that has been solidified since Freddy versus Jason came out because mm-hmm. um, they actually talk about him and how he was a pedophile and they use that word. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like solidified that that's what he was in the community. You, you can even make the argument that at, that ties even more into the gay narrative because at the time, and even still now, so many gay people are like accused of being pedophiles for just fucking mm-hmm. existing. Right. So, you know, it goes, <laughs> yeah. it goes real deep, y'all. This is bigger than all of mm-hmm. us. <laughs> Library boys, I mean, hey. <laughs> You're currently writing the scholarship about the, this very film. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's so um, deep. I now have a theory that David Chaskin never intended this to be a Nightmare on Elm Street film. He was just writing a script for his church's um, anti-gay picnic. Anti-gay um, yeah. picnic. And uh, he got hired at the last minute to write the script for Freddy's Revenge. So he just um, made Freddy the, um, I guess, gay Boy Scout leader preying on the children. Can we talk about the title of the film, Freddy's Revenge? 
he doesn't get a lot of revenge. I was going to say, does he get any revenge? I would say absolutely not. It would be almost like backwards. I feel like he gets, <clears throat> he gets overcome um, by the strength of Jesse and, and stuff. I guess until the end, but like. Unless he has some shit against the gym teacher. Yeah. Yeah, what? It... Yeah, maybe he does. The, the, gym, te- the gym teacher was his ex? <laughs> guy yeah theory that's it that would be it that's the only like thing i can think of regarding rephrase revenge doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't make sense at all unless he hates birds and he's like like a bird poop and he's like (laughs) dude i'm gonna make you turn real angry and then uh burst into flames maybe his revenge is going and destroying like the other person's rich house and like all their rich stuff he's like oh fuck you i was never rich (laughs) i mean true he lived in a boiler room (laughs) He didn't, he didn't live there. He, he, he worked there, you know, at the, the mm. plans. Oh, it's like on... Um, that's what I would do. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like on The Simpsons, yeah. you know, uh, when Homer tries to make sure yeah. that Bart isn't gay and he takes him to that, uh, that big warehouse and it's, like, full of, like, large gay men, you know? Like, <laughs> Freddie works, works at the warehouse. That <laughs> yeah, works at the warehouse. <laughs> I mean, Freddie was very comfortable going into that BDSM mm-hmm. bar. Maybe Freddie's revenge is uh, purporting the gay agenda on this little suburban neighborhood. That would be the best. That would be like the best um, theory there about that. So yeah, let's go with that. I like that. <laughs> like he was never a child molester. They just started that rumor to justify hate criming him to death. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hate criming him by burning his fucking house down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with him inside of it. <laughs> And so now he's ruining their lives by taking over the body of the all-American teenage boy. Yeah, like the cutest boy they could find and just, yeah. The cutest, sweatiest Wait, boy. Can we talk about one thing? Yeah, the sweatiest boy. But I need to talk about one thing regarding Jesse really quickly. And I don't know if it was, I don't know if like this actually didn't happen or if it did happen. But throughout the film, his hair got gradually lighter. Like it, it started brown. And then I feel like toward the end, it was very blonde. Hmm. And um, I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but I was like, his hair is very blonde right now. And it was just brown. So I'm like, what is happening with his hair? <laughs> Might have been from filming in the sun so much. Mm. Maybe. Because this was a very bright horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, right? It was. It was like, ugh, too hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did not, I'm not trying to think now, but I don't, I did not I don't think I did either. Like in the... In, in the beginning, in the very beginning, whenever he was having that dream of him in the bus, in the school bus, which is also a fucking wild scene, his hair is like straight dark. It's like very dark brown. And then when he gets to the scene where he's in Grady's room and he's like, don't let me, like, don't fall asleep, watch me when I'm sleeping. His hair is like light blonde and it's like gelled up. And I was like, his hair is so blonde. I was like, what, did they dye his hair? I'm like, what's happening? Freddie prefers blonde. Yeah. I hate when that happens if they're at a movie with like the one person, like don't change their hair color, like stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's supposed to be like similar to Nancy in the first movie where she gets that gay gray streak in her hair. That's because she's scared. He, he's, he's just like getting more hips, just, like with blonde hair because he has a girlfriend. He's just getting more gay. Yeah. That's another. <laughs> yeah, Nancy's hair turns white because she got she's scared of Freddie. And yeah. All right. Anything else regarding the story? Um, there with the, with the beginning and end, this movie felt more like a Final Destination movie, mm-hmm. 
Right. I have I have some problems with the ending of the movie. I talked to Tyler about this when we watched it, and it just kind of really annoyed me how they ended it because they made it seem as if, you know, oh, great, Jesse overcame Freddy. Like, he's not going to have to worry about him anymore. And then at the very end of the movie, Freddy comes back again. It's like, was all of that for nothing? Like, did nothing mean anything? Like, sure, you can have Freddy come around again, but it should be with, like, a different person because it's like, oh, that's going to be his next mm-hmm. victim. But it shouldn't be Jesse again. I guess Jesse just couldn't overcome the homosexuality. He just couldn't resist. But David, that's the thing about Freddy Krueger movies, because you said that you haven't watched a lot mm-hmm. of them. And that's the thing about Freddy is no matter what you do, his special power is he'll just continue to come back no matter what. And that's what makes him so scary is he just comes back for you. So. That's so, oh, that, that's so annoying, but okay, I'll accept it. <laughs> so yeah, essentially all for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another thing about Cheryl on the bus in that scene where she's like, some party, huh? Grady literally died. <laughs> like, are we not going to address that? <laughs> oh my God. Was that like her man? No, but he died. He was like their friend. Oh yeah. I guess they should acknowledge his death. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to discuss the intro and the conclusion a little bit more because um, the introduction is fucking insane i thought that shit was actually the scariest part of the movie um because it's so random that they drive into the middle of the desert and then it's just hell mm-hmm. um, and it's a dream his dreams are insane but yeah and wherever they live if they're able to go in the school bus and have the driver just drive out into the the desert <laughs> sand yeah that it was very random but like also like like I would say the scariest parts of the movie for me because it was just I mean for me the true horror comes from the the driver missing the girl stop I mean is there anything scarier than that literally (laughs) here's the scary part that they didn't know the driver's name don't don't you know your school bus driver's name after a certain point where you're like hey blah blah but they're like driver driver that's our stop driver what's that I was like dude don't you know this is he like a new guy like is this like what are you like who says drivers well when you're gay it ruins your memory retention so that's probably what was happening (laughs) Yeah, missing your stop is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. All right, so anything else about story other than the totally insano like scenes of like the birds blowing up and the pool party and mm. yeah, so annoying. Like, and I'm just like so, like the thing that was the most <laughs> frustrating about the movie was the dad's reaction to everything. It was like such like a like you really don't have like any clue what is going on around you, dad. Like. <laughs> Oh, it's oh, it's the bird seed. The bird seed caused the bird to fucking burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, and then Jesse would come home and he's like, "Son, are you on drugs?" He's like, two questions: Who are you getting it from, and what is it?" And it's like, "No." And then no, it's and then the scene where you know he's up on the ladder and his mom is like, "Oh, you know, like we should probably be like more concerned. I hope everything is okay." And he's like, "He just needs a swift kick in the ass. Is what he needs." Like. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Richard. <laughs> Denethan. I know, right? Yeah, whatever, whatever his, his name, name is. is. I know, I'm going to have to look up what his name is by the end of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he said. On IMDb. It's Daryl Richard. Yeah. 
Oh, it, it is. It's Daniel. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. God damn it. They all so, <laughs> established. We were looking on IMDb yesterday and uh, their names were just like Mr. Whatever Jesse's last name was and Mrs. Whatever Jesse's <laughs> last name was. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Yeah. It says Mr. Walt. His real name is Clue Ga- Glogger. Glog- Glagger? Gallagher? And that's another like thing that really sets this apart from the original. The parents were actual characters. Like they were responsible for killing Freddy, so they had like reason to care. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nancy's dad was played by the gorgeous John Saxon. And Nancy herself was just stunning. Yeah. And she is just banging and poor little mark who's a very cute boy mm-hmm. was just sweaty sweatiest boy he looks like a who <laughs> like from dr, dr. seuss, seuss? <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh. sorry but i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> maybe this uh i could see yeah, that this uh Redmond on elm street is like different because it takes place on like the tip of a dandelion and it's actually like the who universe <laughs> yeah. and it's like a desert dandelion yeah. <laughs> if you drive out and do it you can fall into the pits of hell because there's no more earth anymore it's just yeah. exactly it's like on the parking lot of like a marshall's or something <laughs> yeah yeah oh man that seemed very Beetlejuice to me for some reason. It did. Doesn't it remind you of the sandworms? Me too. Yeah. But I think that's a good segue for production because like Beetlejuice, this movie does have some very incredible practical effects going for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Robert England said that Mark was under the glue gun as much as he was during the production of this movie with all the prosthetics mm-hmm. and stuff they had to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just something about flesh being torn away in a practical effect kind of way that CGI just can never replicate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because with the practical effect, you can actually get the tearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you could tell, like, a lot of it was very, like, 1980s practical effects, like, a little bit campy. Mm-hmm. Even with that said, like, the scene where he, like, is, like, tearing off his, like, skull and reveals his brain, like, I was literally disgusted by that. I was like, I need to, I can't look at this anymore. Yeah. Like, Literally, this is too much for me. That maybe was the, the moment where it was like the most blatantly <clears throat> like sexualized line he would say, which is you have the body, I have the brain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that is a pretty intense part where he does just like rip his head away and it's just his brain. Yeah. Um, the but other Jesse part we have the bottom, talk- right? Definitely. Would you say? Is he- I mean, you saw yes. him in that jock strap. That's what he was wearing, right? When he got pantsed. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. His butt was. Yeah, out. he was ready. <laughs> I forgot about He's that. He's ready for fucking get <laughs> but, fisted at Folsom. But all the ladies were like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so like, it just worked against him. And then <laughs> yeah, everything was working against him. I know. All the ladies just wanted to be with him. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, he's so cute." He wears cute underwear. <laughs> like, you know, and he was like, "God damn it!" Oh my god, Jesse, are those um, meundies? <laughs> meundies, yeah. But we have to talk about the best uh, practical effect, which was whenever Freddy escapes from his body in Daryl's room, when he comes through his like stomach Mm -hmm. and he cuts himself open and then he like comes out of his body. (laughs) Yeah, that was so well done. 100% practical effect. You don't need CGI for that shit. And it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. It looked great. Yeah, it was fabulous. I agree. And 
in an awful way it was fabulous yeah yeah because if it was the computerized it'd be like oh seriously especially like 1985 computer yeah. What about those? What about those dogs? The dogs with the baby faces. Oh, the oh fucking dogs! God. What were those? <gasps> they were terrifying. <laughs> They're like baby faces. Oh, they got a little baby face. They're little tiny bevies. <laughs> yeah, but it was those. That type of thing freaks me out because that has no place mm-hmm. there. But sometimes they'll just be like, you know what? What would be? What would make this scarier? And it's like, I know a dog with a human face. That's a baby. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> gross. Do it. Creepy. Yes. Fucking do. Yeah, that's fucked up shit. If I saw that at a haunted house, I'd be freaked mm-hmm. out. And then also the, the scene with the uh, the cat that gets the mouse, and you can see it's like gross, rotted teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a rat that gets a smaller rat. It's a oh, rat. oh, I thought that was just a cat. I couldn't really make out what it was. I, I think I think like a rat came at her, and then like a mutant rat came and ate <laughs> the smaller rat. And I, I think so. Don't don't quote me on that. But yeah, dude, the mm-hmm. teeth were all fucked. Yeah. I was like, oh, jeez. Oh. yeah love it love that kind of stuff just scary to be scary and i like mm-hmm. it yeah how about this the random s- snake that goes on him at in like the class when he falls asleep yeah <laughs> like where the fuck did the snake come well it from? came from the cage but did no one notice it, it crawled on him like and they got mad at him because it was on him like he was asleep <laughs> why are you why are you playing with the snake in class <laughs> No, he said go join the circus like oh my god yeah sir that is your snake and if i was his if i was uh jesse's mother i would have been talking to the principal that mm-hmm. afternoon why is there just a fucking boa constrictor in my son's classroom <laughs> that can get out of its cage what? i know and come at my son when he's sleeping in class yeah. <laughs> like let him just yell at him or something don't put a snake yeah. on him yeah. i don't care if you're trying to talk about poop there's a snake on me He's really just trying to talk about how you poop. And then he's like, also, let's talk about the heart. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like a mega judge to me. Uh, the soundtrack of this movie was very underwhelming compared to everything else in the franchise. Oh, what is the, the Benny Goodman? They, they in the artist, an artist, Benny Goodman or something. I'm like, who the fuck is that? I remember literally nothing about the music from that movie. Like, I not Me a single too. thing. Exactly. Is... So that's why Sam said it was basically underwhelming because I don't remember there being music. Exactly. I remember no <laughs> music I can, from that movie. I can remember the original music, like, just in my head. Me too. Whenever I see the New Line Cinema thing, even if it's not Nightmare on Elm Street, I hear, hear it. it. Because it's so... Yeah, that's why you guys have to, after this like recording sometime this week see if you can watch the first one the original it's like nothing else mm-hmm. <laughs> in the whole franchise i'm definitely into that crazy i think it'll be a lot of fun to watch yeah you'll be you'll be really into it because the, it'll be everything that this movie lacked that movie makes up for it's great and it has baby johnny depp wearing a crop top <laughs> love that journey for yeah him. but it also Ooh. has it also has freddy krueger like as Freddy Krueger. I feel like in this film, it was Freddy Krueger played by Jesse. So we kind of like don't actually see his whole character development that we did see in the first one, which is what we're kind of missing out, um, in my opinion. We get his voice, sure, but that's that's it. And his swagger a little bit, but it's this like, I, 
kind of like possession of Jesse and Freddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Cat? Yeah, Shadow. <gasps> behind me. I have three cats, so there's one behind me right now. And if I look at him, he might meow. I hope it doesn't have a baby face. No, it doesn't. <laughs> But I would say he does have a cute baby face, but there he is. Oh my god, oh, the kitty! Is. I love him so oh. much. No, shadow, shadow. Um, but I guess we can start wrapping this up with the realistic aspects. <laughs> Where do we begin? And realistic aspects, Tyler and David can be anything as minor as um falling asleep in class to um. I don't know, your gym teacher being whipped to death. Yeah, having a heart attack because- Oh yeah, I always get whipped to death in a gym locker room. So it's like, I saw that I'm like, Uh oh yeah, Saturday night. (laughs) Have you you experienced something that was fatal to you? Yes. Yeah, dude. I got wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all of these things. Uh, Uh, Is there anywhere where you would like to start, Sam or anybody? I guess um, feeding your bird the wrong food so it blows up. Oh my god! <laughs> well, Jesus fucking Christ! That dad, I cannot get over that. <laughs> it was like there has to be a logical explanation. It's clearly that that cheap seed that you're feeding him. Like what? <laughs> you ever seen a bird before? Do you know what a bird is? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So just the fact that having a dad that is just like clearly not in touch with reality at all is a realistic yeah. aspect. And I guess like actually, yeah, very. We realistic. haven't touched on the fact that the dad happily bought a house that had bars pre-installed on the windows. Yeah, but he did it for the deals, Sam. They had to have the deal. Oh, it's probably super cheap. You're right. Um, he would be the kind of dad that would buy on a deal like that. <laughs> yeah, so let, let's deal. see. This is 1985, so that means he probably bought the house for like ten thousand dollars versus. Yeah, I was 25. gonna say like ten to fifteen. <laughs> yeah, ten to fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. What a great off price. his um, McDonald's manager income. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's manager for yeah, exactly. a week salary, washing dishes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. What? Okay. So yeah. So the bird's blowing up. The dad. The gym teacher just being like a predator. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Adidas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knowing your gym teacher goes to a BDSM club, like they're allowed oh. to have their private life. I just want to know nothing about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think even a regular teacher would talk about going to a bar with his high school students. <laughs> No, not high school students. Yeah, especially not them. No. Oh, God. Yeah, especially a club that revolves around doing sexy stuff. Yeah, like you could say, yeah. Oh, geez. And then um, what else is there? Uh, did he just have like, a, I guess there's just a boiler in his basement and it's his heater, but it like. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we all, we all have water heaters dormy. Listen. Yes, but you're right. Uh, I don't think of like anything we didn't already mention. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. like having having like a crazy pool party and having your pool water get so hot that it can boil everybody. Yeah. <laughs> They'll mm-hmm. die. Getting wasted and responding at the hospital. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about something that I don't know that we talked about yet? But um, why was 
Freddie's presence in this movie, the fact that everything got super, super hot because of like the boiler room. Like why why were we so hyper-focused on the temperature? So they touch on this in Freddie versus Jason, um, but Freddie died by fire. So it might have something to do with that. Yeah, that's mm, I, I yeah. know that, but like, why were we suddenly hyper focused on that being like his calling card in this movie? I don't know because that's all and, David Chastain knew, right? Because he didn't use his claw hands, which should have been his calling card. But they're like, you know what? Let's make everything super hot that it explodes. <laughs> like, okay, like, cool. <laughs> this boiler room is hot, but <laughs> Freddy Krueger is oh so cool. <laughs> like let's have it, all these hot dogs get so hot that they catch fire like yeah like dumb shit like okay guys just cover with the grill it'll be fine don't worry about it <laughs> yeah, yeah i know <laughs> oh your toaster exploding that's pretty scary um make yeah sure, when it's not plugged in oh my make god make sure you clean your crumbs out of your toaster otherwise that could happen to you always clean i know i always yeah it could attract a lightning shot yeah yeah, the lightning shocks that come through your window when it's not raining. That's probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I'm worried about with my toaster. <laughs> Just come at, come through your window, come at you. Um, whenever you're a gym teacher and all the like sports balls like come at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and, but then like you're not really worried about it. You're just like, <laughs> he really is too chill in that scene though. When they're coming out, he's like. Ugh. he really is that that's another thing that's super unrealistic is like being in that situation and he's just like that's weird what the heck is going on here this is silly yeah just stop being a silly billy silly goose stop it footballs get out silly goose. Oh, literally stop that footballs <laughs> this is why I don't any, this is why I don't ropes because I don't want to get fucking I don't Oh, yeah, I hate when I'm jumping yeah. rope and it just gets like wrapped around my yeah. skull in, and I in Jesse's defense, my head. Uh, he is gay, so he probably doesn't know what those are. <laughs> but what is what the sport balls, balls are? Oh, the sport <laughs> no, I was gonna say the jump rope, like he would know because you know, all the, all the girls on the yeah. school playground, like they would he you knows know, that. So, jump. um, Freddie was missing his target demographic by throwing the sports balls at him. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, what is this? Yeah. Are they supposed <laughs> to be? Is this that? a buoy? <laughs> right. Yes, like, fuck, just the fuck Stop out. It. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. Easily, Freddy just went in whatever building and just like knocked shit down off the walls yeah. and the shelves. <laughs> that's, that's it. That like a cat. Big, yeah, that was a big scary. <clears throat> um, but anyway, that is a realistic aspect whenever you're just like way too chill whenever you're living a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) um like a strange man being at your pool party and you can see him like you can actually see him when you're awake Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. that would be scary the the um when they had the pool party and the parents went to bed and immediately like turned into a fucking like crazy like teenager party like (laughs) And they're just like, oh, let them be kids. Like, just whatever. <laughs> and they're like fucking drinking and like, being insane. They're like, bring out the wagon full of beer. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that we had conveniently <laughs> hidden that our parents didn't know about. I know. They're like, let's really get wasted tonight. <laughs> we just like bring out we're the gonna get so light. <laughs> Which is such a weird choice from a story perspective because the parents are just asleep. 
Like you don't think they're gonna notice you turn the music up 10 decibels. Yeah, yeah it, I know. No. It's just when they went to lay down too. Like they didn't even give them time to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> no time at all. The door just immediately like, let's fucking go. Like once the lighting went out, they're like, yeah, let's change the cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. No more Perry Como for us. It's time for fucking uh really yeah. did girls just want to have fun. Fuck what's her name? Cindy Lauper. Yeah, yeah it's not I'm the worst Cindy guy. <laughs> And that was I'm like totally freaking the fuck out. Like that was there. That was like, <laughs> like oh yeah, girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Cindy Lauper and David Delar being a terrible gay. <laughs> <laughs> um so, so Mark Patton's first like major role in anything was in a musical starring Cher and he played the uh, pre-transition character before they transition into a female. So you can't like deny knowing Jesse or Mark was a openly gay man when he has something like that on his resume. When his first acting credit was with fucking Cher. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, but yeah, other fun not so fun, but uh, notes about Mark Patton after this movie. Um, he did also contract HIV and was very close to death because it turned into full-blown AIDS and he got cancer because that tends to happen with your weakened immune system. But the cocktail came out right when he was at his worst. So he was able to pull through and uh, survive to see people start to love Freddy's revenge and I hope he feels how much people have grown to appreciate it and how much it's meant to his community. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Just wanted to get that out there. I'm going to get a Mark Patton tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. You should get the popper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Have it be like, yeah. have it be one of those like <laughs> no. tattoos that when you flex, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> when you flex, oh my god, then yeah, I can see it like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of like carrying around like a little ping pong ball, and you're like, hey, look at this. Like when I do this with my like tattoo, and you like start flexing your arm, and they're like looking at your arm, and you throw the ping pong ball at them. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be an amazing party trick. No one's gonna get tired of it. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna love it. People are not going to fucking hate you for it. We have to talk about one thing about Jesse's character, though, that did annoy me. And he would, like, can we talk about why he, like, just refused to unpack his fucking room? And then we, he had to unpack it. He got pissed and just fucking dumped everything out of the drawer. What do you think of that, just, Dad? I know. There's, like, four boxes. Just fucking take your shit out of the boxes. Mm-hmm. Actually, when we were watching that, I was like, David, that's totally me. I would just dump my shit in the dress. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Like I guess this goes here. That's fucking whatever. Another realistic thing, yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking dumping your stuff wherever. Yeah, just like get out of the fucking box because you just moved. I mean, that's that's the Mm -hmm. straightest thing Jesse did this entire movie. (laughs) That's what I was gonna say. Is like that's totally (laughs) totally hit her out. It's like not wanting to clean your shit up. But I think that's all I have. I would say, um, what the fuck did I just watch? But this movie is also amazing. So I'm yeah, conflicted. So how can we, yeah, how can we vote? How can we grade this? <laughs> I would say it's lit. 
It's lit. Yeah. So on the scale of like all that fucked. Oh yeah, that fucked me up. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say it fucked me up, but yes. like I had such a fun time watching it. Yeah. I had such a fun time like enjoying it with Tyler that I have to give it the the most positive rating I can because I really yeah. enjoyed it. It was in fucking sane anyway. Like no matter what, it's mm-hmm. like you're right. Like yeah. there's sometimes there's nothing happening. Sometimes there's too much happening. You're like whoa, yeah. <laughs> freaking <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but I did love it. And I had a lot of fun watching it. Okay. Whatever that's worth. Yeah, so that's worth um, an oh yeah, that fucked me up. Like, um, So we can just say oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's <laughs> going to be a good group watch. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. getting a group yes. of friends together. It's one of those movies where, like, you don't really need to pay too much attention to it. You can just kind of, like, tune in every now and then mm-hmm. and then kind of riff off whatever's happening and yeah. then, like fucking talk about whatever. Like, I feel like you could probably do a Rocky Horror Picture Show type performance with oh, this movie, yeah. especially. Mm-hmm. I love that And idea. I have heard rumors that the dance scene does get played in gay clubs a lot. Where he's dancing on the bed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. There's no other dancing, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Storm, Storm, you want to wrap this up with the end notes? Sure thing. So... Um, before I get into the end notes, I made myself a reminder to ask our guests where our listeners can find you on social media or anywhere else if they're interested in checking out all the stuff that you guys do. So yeah, if you want to hear the Strawberry Boys, you want to hear us say more stupid shit to each other, uh, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify, we have a link tree. Uh, to find all those things, you just type in strawberry, B-O-I-S, podcast. Um, and you can find us on, yeah, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify. Uh, we're on RSS, so you can add us to your RSS feed for whatever podcast app you have. We're also on TikTok. We have a little clips that we uploaded there that are like snippets from our show or other like cutting room floor stuff if you want to just like get a taste of it before like really diving into a whole episode. Yeah, you can find us in all those places. Excellent. I feel like I'm so behind on using TikTok, so it sounds easier to just have like clips from the show on the TikTok. I have I have yeah. ideas I've, for TikToks. I, I just feel too lazy to execute them. It it, t- it yeah. takes a lot to do a TikTok. Like seriously, that's why I did like two, and then I was like, I have to stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. I fucking hate using TikTok too. Like so I have to. If you want to do anything meaningful, you have to do it through the app. And the app is just so like aggressive. <laughs> and like, I remember the first time I uploaded a clip to the, our TikTok, I was just like venting to Tyler. Like, I can't fucking deal with this app, dude. It's too much. It is. It's too much. And I'm like, I don't want to like do a lame TikTok because everyone else's are cool. So I'm just like, shit. <laughs> oh God. Excellent. We, we just do the clips is because it's just like easy, real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you just throw it out. Yeah, I have. Real- I have noticed a big boost in our numbers after doing some Instagram reels and TikToks with clips. So there's some validity to it. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Tyler often pimps it on his Instagram and uh, it gets like a whole bunch of views Mm -hmm. that way. Nice. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Strawberry Boys, for being here with us and discussing Freddy's Revenge. Um, it's really cool that this is your first t- experience with Freddy Krueger. You have to go watch the the original. Yes, absolutely. If it's like a tenth as fun watching it as the yeah. second one, like I think we're gonna mm-hmm. love it. You're gonna love it, absolutely. 
Um, and also let us know if you're ever down for guesting again. We are always open to having other individuals on the podcast. It's so much fun. <clears throat> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So, all right, Sam, if we're ready, I've got the outro notes here. All right, I'm ready. David's cooking dinner okay, right now. Okay, excellent. So I'm sorry, listeners, I'm going to clear my throat several times because I'm sick. So, <clears throat> um, okay. Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Today, we learned that you should um, not- Just love yourself. There we go. <laughs> okay, yes, that is what we learned. You should love yourself because if you do not, Freddy Krueger will possess your body like a demon and make you kill your friend from football and the gym teacher. <laughs> so, good, bad, uh. All right, but that is what we learned today. <clears throat> anyway, like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter, at Horror Show Pod, or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think that you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric for sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than monetary donation would. Also, you can, buy, uh, you can find the Buy Us a Coffee button on our website. It's a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And any other pertinent news? Don't believe so. Do you guys have anything coming up? Strawberry mm. boys? <laughs> Library boys? Uh, <laughs> no, we're just, we're just doing our own thing. We're just living our best life. Yes. Any, any, cool. drag, any drag race news? We actually do have a bet related to Drag Race right now, related to UK season three, and uh, whoever loses the bet has to record a solo episode of the podcast. Oh so. no! Oh man, just like all by themselves. Oh my god, that sounds like awful. Yeah, yeah. So the, in the next few weeks, you're gonna hear a 15 minute episode of just me or just Tyler, <laughs> just like talking to yourself about nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gonna be horrible. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. I don't oh like god. this bet. I never want to do something like that with Sam ever. <laughs> Sam, promise we'll never make a bet about anything with each other. Okay. Okay, good. Never. Right, anyway, never. Tyler, do you want to bet that they're going to make a bet about each other? <laughs> <laughs> I bet Sam that we're going to push an episode off a week one day. Oh, no, that's a losing bet. <laughs> I know, we, we would both lose, but like, yeah, it would be like, who pushes the episode? So, 
Okay, anyway, the other part in the news is today it's midway through October, so it's spooky season, so make sure that you watch a lot of horror movies and get out there and go to some haunted attractions safely before you can't. All right. Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening, and this is Real Horror Show signing off. Hey! Bye. <laughs> say bye. I love the creepy doll that always follows.